The Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Zion Christian Academy, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Coach's Corner, Fast Stop Convenience Stores, Lee Company, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their ortho-quick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. to the two-tone blue covering the teams you care about it's only on southern middle tennessee sports today live from the lee company studio with the hall of famer mo Patton. here's chris yow welcome back into southern middle tennessee sports today presented by mid-tennessee bone and joint as we get set to begin hour number two of this Tuesday's show. Thank you for listening on WKOM 1017 FM WZYX 94.5 The Eagle. Watching on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, sm-tnsports.com, wherever you may be watching, we appreciate you as well. Thank you all for tuning in as we get ready to talk about the Blue Raiders. I'm sure we will talk quite a bit of football. But to do that, we're going to need some help. And that help will come in the form of the voice of the Blue Raiders, Mr. Chip Walters, who we hope is finishing up selling some houses. Chip, what's up? Well, just uh, trying to get one on the market, yep, uh, later in the week. But uh, wrapped up, I'm back in the car heading across town. So It's always good, How are you guys today? Heading across town in Murfreesboro? Uh, Yes. Oh, Oh, you have my sympathies. I've tried to get across town in Murfreesboro this time of day, and it's not fun. I may take a back road or two here to get from uh, point A to point B. Whatever works, man. Whatever works. Hey, um, I understand you were in the dimple over the weekend. I was. Uh, you know, Roger White, has um, his retirement uh soiree was uh, on Sunday afternoon at the Memorial Building and it was good to see Roger and Anita for a little bit and just ran into all kinds of other folks that that were either classmates or folks I went to high school with that were, or, uh, you know, folks I've known all my life and it was good to kind of run into some of those uh, including I got to give a shout out to Miss Nancy Cartwright, Jim Cartwright's uh, wife. It was so good to see Miss Nancy, and she's doing well. And uh, we had a nice little conversation, but uh, but yeah, it was there. It was Roger's day, and uh, you know, and and he deserves a, uh, he deserved a day like that for you know a lot of years spent, you know, teaching, coaching, and then administrating. And, uh, and he was, you know, a, a big part of the driving force uh, to have the beautiful building that is there now. And a lot of the ideas of uh, design ideas that, uh, that harken back to not only the school that was just torn down, but to the one that was on West 8th Street. And, you know, and it uh, ties a lot of generations together. 
And uh, I think, you know, it's a beautiful place. But, uh, you know, as time marches on, we all go in different directions. And and uh, and, and Roger got his uh, just a, a great uh, a great Sunday afternoon with a lot of friends, family and and those who just care. So it was fun. That's great. You know, there's there's not too many people that care more about their alma, alma mater than Roger Roger White does about Columbia Central. So, as you said, it, it's great for him to to have a day like that and be recognized by the community. And and they don't come any better than Miss Cartwright. I I can't call her Nancy. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> I tell you, she's just the best. And uh, we ran into you know. Well, Roger's dad, Dale, and, uh, you know, and, and Herky Kinzer, and they were all kind of over in one corner telling tales and and all that and uh, ran into Cat Baloo and his wife, Paula, and, you know, just a, a lot of friends. Uh, so it, it was a lot of fun. Talked to Vance um, late last week, I guess it was. He was planning on coaching the – boys and girls golf teams again this year at central and he was telling me that he had stepped back from that obviously he had some some health concerns over the summer and um has decided to to step away from that so hope he's hope he was doing well this weekend hoping he's um continuing to do well yeah i think he and paula went out of town for a day or so and had a good time and and uh he, he had a big smile on his face because he was seeing he and I were both, you know, getting to enjoy visiting with a lot of good folks. That's great. That's great. Um, Chip Walters, the voice of the Blue Raiders, with us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today. Uh, Chip, catch us up. It's been a while. Well, it's been eight days yeah, now, yeah. not just seven. Oh, you know, like the Beatles said, eight days a week, <laughs> and uh, here we are. But uh, you know, football practice got underway Friday with the first practice and they have been in uh, shorts and they've added shoulder pads uh today could have and i apologize for not knowing 100 percent, but today could have been the first day in pads but coach stock uh has been uh very uh he's been seemed to be very happy with uh what what he's seeing in or on the offensive side and he is uh, has not and will not uh uh, say that anybody has garnered the starting job yet. Um, but, you know, you've got Bailey Hockman, who, you know, I think a lot of people expect that to be granted to him. He's going to have to earn it because Chase Cunningham is a guy who is not going to give it away for free and has been uh, a quality backup uh, for three years now. And, and Chase, uh, you know, you look at Chase and my gosh, he's gotten bigger and stronger and, 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 and he's got some savvy about him and some, some experience. And so that's only going to make everybody better. You've got Mike Delello who played a little bit last year, but, uh, and, and, and plus they're having to, you know, they, they, they had to get, they did their, what they call their install. Uh, during spring and then uh, and then during the summer, it's the weight staff that gets to that gets to talk to him. And if if they're going to do any throwing or, or or whatever, you know they're, they're kind of on their own. And you know, so from what I hear, Brent Dearman is pretty happy with what his guys are doing on offense. 
I saw I saw some uh, tape of Scott Schaefer, the defensive coordinator, and he is said he is extremely happy with uh, where the defensive guys, uh, you know, they came back ready to go. Uh, are they where they want to be on September fourth? No, but he said, you know, he said they went out there the first day and and he started to kind of go back through step one of the install and his defensive lineman said, coach, we got this part. Let's move on. So he goes, all right, we'll see. And so they ran a drill or whatever. He goes, yeah, y'all got it. So, you know, they, they got, they were a little farther down the road than, than uh, he had expected them to be, which that's a good thing. And, and uh, you know, he said he's had a lot of leadership out of his defensive linemen. Uh, and also, you know, when you get good folks on the front end and then you got, folks like you know blank and chip and great in the secondary uh you're gonna be pretty good and i think he feels like this defense has a chance to make a, a great leap from a year ago a great leap i see what you did there chip <laughs> um I'm, I'm surprised though to hear so much happiness out of the coaching staff so early in the preseason i mean typically I those guys find something to not be happy with Oh well, they obviously did that. I mean, and, but but I, I think from uh, you know when when they talked about an effort and an enthusiasm uh, standpoint, they're you know I think you know after last year and being cooped up and confined and hopefully you know cross our fingers that it uh, you know we we head down the a good continue to head down a good path. That um, that it, uh, you know, I think you know everybody's bouncing around, and you know the people that they have added. You, you've got almost everybody coming back. Most everybody that was uh, that made major contributions a year ago, almost everybody is back. Now you add in the uh, the group that they brought in through the transfer portal, and also incoming freshmen and JUCOs. And they, they, what they have done is up the level of competition at almost every position, and that includes, you know, everything from offensive line to, you know, I don't know how much, you know, I think they know who their kicker and punter are going to be, but, but uh, you know, outside of that, you've got a stable of running backs, and every all of them are going to want to get their hands on the football, and wide receivers, you know, want to get their self the football. So, you know, how do you do that? Well, you gain the trust of quarterbacks and coaches at this time of year. So I think that makes for, that makes for, for good reps in practice. Chip, have you, you, you mentioned the, the kicker and punter situation. I think, uh, I think that's certainly a, a point of, positiveness from the Blue Raider side considering that you know the Ray guy watch list is keeping an eye on your kicker yeah I mean uh, with punter Kyle Ulbrick uh, you know and and I look back and Kyle averaged about 43 yards a kick a year ago but he has I mean when it comes off his foot I mean and, and, and Mo will recognize this reference it doesn't look like a Jim Arnold punt coming <laughs> off of his foot. Uh, 
I mean, but Kyle has the ability. He's a great directional punter. He had one that went 75 yards last year because he, you know, had it skipped down the sidelines and things like that. But you, you know, like he, you like that direction. Yeah, you like the directional stuff, and you know he he does just a really good job of pinning people into corners, trying to get you know trying to kick the ball into a, where a, a returner has to bring it out of a corner, things like that. Use the sideline as an extra defender, those kind of things, and you know there will be a new kicker place kicker this year, and they have a transfer from Charleston Southern who was uh, three for four. Uh, outside of 50 uh, hmm. last year. He was a freshman All-American two years ago, so he'll come in, and I think his last name is Ussery. I will know it by the time we play, I promise. But uh, he is from Charleston Southern, and, uh, again, freshman All-American in the FCS level. But, uh, you know, he's, he's, he his numbers show consistency, and at every stop on the Blue Raider Blitz, Coach Stock would just simply say, I hope he is what I think he is. And so we will leave it at that. But I I think they feel like they're in good hands uh, in both situations. You know, Chip, as you talk about the quarterback situation with the returning erstwhile backup, Chase Cunningham, and with um, Bailey Huckman transferring in from NC State, I would imagine that's going to be a particularly tough call just from the standpoint that Brent Deerman doesn't have a history with either of those guys. Well, and, 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 you know, and I think if I'm, and I'm I'm just trying to play the psychology game here, if I'm Chase Cunningham and, and here comes, you know, and I'm, I'm using air quotes here. Mm-hmm. Here comes the hot shot from NC State. Exactly. You know, uh, that I feel, you know, since neither one of us have a history with him, I'm saying if I'm Chase, well, I can go out there and win this job. Exactly. And, and uh, where fans may think, oh, well, it's an automatic because Bailey is from NC State and that kind of thing. And, yes, he has good experience, helped lead him to a bowl game a year ago and had a really good year, uh, you know, he's he's been close talking about the atmosphere around practice over the weekend as it got underway. Like in the, you know, it's fun when you have guys who are competing that are also really good friends. And he was welcomed in to the program by Chase Cunningham. And, and here they are, you know, battling and competing for the starting job. And, that will only make the football team better. That is the most important part, making the football team better. I mean, at, right. at, at, at this point, that's that's goal number one. So that's correct. And so, and uh, you know, and after uh, you know, a, you know, a tough year last year, you know, and and I keep saying I sound a little bit like a broken record is what I see from Coach Stockstill. Um, you know, is I mean, I know he's happy to have Brent, his son, back on the staff, and I think he's very excited about what Brent Deerman uh, is bringing to the table as the offensive coordinator. And um, so I, I think all of that, you know, just the, the whole package right now, he's as excited going into a season as I've 
seen out of him in, in many, many years. It's going to be fun. Media predicted uh, you guys to finish fifth in that East Division, so uh, certainly going to use that for some uh, there will bulletin be a chip, board. There will be a chip on the shoulder. Bulletin board material, yeah. no doubt. Chip. Well, yeah, well, they, they say they never use it, but we all know uh-huh. they do. Sure. So that's just – and they – they say they don't read the they don't read uh, me, the media, but then they quote it chapter and verse. So <laughs> it's funny how that works. <laughs> yeah, it's impressive. Chip, we appreciate your time, man. Thanks so much, and uh, we look forward to talking to you again next week. All right, we'll have maybe just a six day week before we talk next time. Maybe that would be good. That would be good. Chip, see, see have, you guys have a good rest of the week. We'll talk to you. All right, Chip Walters, voice of the Blue Raiders. Joining us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, we're going to come back and talk a little. Uh, we're going to keep it in the blue. We'll talk Summertown. Mm-hmm. So stick around. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports today, presented by Mid Tennessee Bone and Joint, returns to the Lee Company Studio right after this. Fast Stop Markets is a full-service, family-owned convenience store chain located in 14 locations throughout Middle and West Tennessee. For those in our listing area, you can find them in Columbia, Centerville, Lawrenceburg, Spring Hill, Dixon, and White Bluff. Fast Stop partners with wholesale fuel brands like Shell, Marathon, and Exxon, delivering a consistent customer experience that is fast, friendly, and clean. If it's not already, it will soon become your go-to store to shop in town or on the road. Fast Stop Markets is proud to be keeping you moving in Tennessee. Keep your home as comfortable as possible. If you have any issues with your air conditioner, electrical, or plumbing systems, call Lee Company. Our techs use visual findings and other technology tools to add transparency and clarity. You see what we see, whether we're in a crawl space or on the roof. We're here 24-7, so if you need us, call us. Lee Company, call 931-548-4448 today or schedule your appointment at LeeCompany.com. That's LeeCompany.com. Here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. Happy to have you guys along with us here on this Tuesday afternoon. Very hot Tuesday afternoon. 105 heat index earlier today, guys. 105. That's that's hot. I mean, that, that's real hot. Like, I don't even know if I've... If I can remember the last time I was that hot. I rarely look at the numbers. So. Well, when I got out of the car here. Oh, yeah. It, it was steamy. It felt like way hotter than when I got when I left my house at 2 o'clock or whatever time. Yeah. It was wild. It was I mean, steamy. tough out there, folks. And as you were mentioning, it has resulted mm. in... Yeah, unfortunate unfort- situation. Unfortunately, um, looking across Twitter a little bit ago, um, we came across the news of a um, 
Virginia Union freshman football player who collapsed at Sunday conditioning and died. Quandarius Wilburn, a six foot two, two hundred and thirty pound defensive end out of Georgia, um, Wadley, Georgia, graduated from Jefferson County High School in I guess it's Louisville, Georgia. But um probably. Um again he he collapsed during a conditioning session at Virginia Union University in Richmond. Um, was taken to VCU Medical Center where he later died. So, um, football team had spent an entire, I'm sorry, had spent a full day together, breakfast, church, and lunch before the workout. Um, and you, you just hate to hear this kind of thing, but it happens. And I, I saw something over the weekend. There was some type of a documentary, I think, regarding Corey Stringer, um, the, the lineman from the Minnesota Vikings who who tragically died in a similar fashion some time ago. And, you know, it's – I think precautions are being taken, and sometimes, unfortunately, it's just things not just happen. Yeah. Um, but you hate to hear this. But wanted to acknowledge that. Yes, and send our condolences out to – him and his family. Um, as we get ready to talk about high school football and whatnot, we want to make mention that the sports mix with Will Davis coming up right after our show every Tuesday and Thursday on WZYX 94.5 The Eagle. So if you are listening to 94.5, just keep listening. And if you're not, and you're not able to get them on the air, all you have to do is pull up the internet or your tune-in radio app or whatever and just look up wzyxradio.net or wzyx on tune you can probably tell alexa just to play wzyx and it'll work i'll bet you bet you can do that alexa's talented like that she is in fact let's talk a little high school football mo as summertown the eagles First-year coach Dakota Cruz. Curious how his his first year is going to go offensively. As we've we've spoken to him a few times about this, I, I don't think you're going to see his the offense he ran when he ran Mister Football or one Mister Football. I don't think no, you're I don't see that one. I don't think you're going to see that. You know the the former Lewis County Mister Football, um, former assistant coach under Mr. Wing T himself, Bobby Sharp. But I don't think, as you said, Dakota Cruz necessarily holds to that offense, especially when you look at the pieces that he has to work with over there. Um, I, I kind of refer to him as the triplets. Um, yeah. With with the 6'5 quarterback, um, Colton Schaefer, and – couple of talented guys at running back in, in Javen Edmiston and Anakin Johnson. You know, you mentioned last week that um, Javen had been dealing with some tendonitis and was a little limited. I checked in with um, Dakota earlier this week because I wanted uh, – well, earlier today just because I wanted to check on that. And he said that he is somewhat limited, but they are limiting him at this point. Right. He's fine. He can go. They just want to be smart with that. Yeah, don't don't tire him out if you don't have to. It's yeah. practice. We talk about practice. We we are. 
There we go. <laughs> where, where, where's Allen Iverson when you need him? Yeah, we talk in practice. Yeah, and and you know you're talking about a kid that's six one two ten, who you really need to have involved in this offense. And so oh, both sides of the ball, hey, you've got to have it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, running back, wide receiver, linebacker, um, a lot on both sides of the ball. Like you said, is going to go through him. So they're really going to be smart with him. And the one thing that Dakota was saying that he was pleased with was that they have in Javen's absence as they were trying to be smart with that tendonitis, you know, it gave them some opportunity to rep some other guys and kind of build some depth. And that's something that he feels particularly pleased with is the depth that, um, that they built while Javen was on the sidelines getting mental reps, he said. He's practicing without practicing, and he specifically said that he has been in their defensive coordinator's hip pocket in particular when he was not, you know, either practicing or scrimmaging or whatever, and so they're really expecting big things out of him. Yeah, you need to have a guy who is both, you know, which Colton also plays defense at the safety position a lot, but you need a quarterback of the defense, and that's typically the guy who is your – your middle linebacker. That that's the guy who really runs your defense, right? And I don't know that Javen's going to be playing middle linebacker. He played a lot of corner last year, but he could play some outside linebacker. He could step in. I mean, he's just a he's a really big kid and, and strong. He's so. a big athletic kid and particularly at the class two A level, he's he's the type of kid that can be a difference maker just from a physicality standpoint. And so having him in the defensive coordinator's hip pocket, this is why we're doing this. This is what we want to see happen. He can convey that without even having to go to the sideline during a game now because he's already heard that during practice. So that gives you an extra coach on the field, and that can be invaluable. Absolutely. Uh, so I look for him to be a big part of that defense as much as the offense, but also Anakin Johnson. Uh, Johnson is – He's one of those Mike Allstott type guys, just big, burly, and gonna, you know, hit you in the mouth every time he comes through the line, whether it's on offense or defense. Yeah, um, really, really a tough kid. Um, really a physical kid. Maybe, you know, not the type specimen necessarily that an Edmiston is, but you know, definitely a, a physical specimen. You know. A guy who can, you know, do some damage between the tackles, that kind of thing. Um, really strong kid. Like you said, he'll be run, lining up at running back and at linebacker as well for them. So, um, senior presence for both for all three of those guys, you know, Johnson, Edmiston, Schaefer, kind of leading the way there with that bunch. So, as they try to um, – Rebound from a three and six season where they started three and zero, oh, and then entered the AP top ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, got off to a great start um, with that win at Mount Pleasant, um, thirteen twelve, and then um, they lost to Lewis County at home in region play, and just never could really get it back together. And I, I think the pandemic probably took a toll on them as well, but. Losing two, losing two opponents in a row, and then having to pick up Donaldson Christian on a Thursday yeah. was brutal. I mean, that just really messes with your 
your routine and everything that goes with it. Yeah, and um, just just a tough situation all the way around for them. They lost one ball game when they were um, trying to run out the clock and, and lost a fumble that, that Eagleville picked up and took the other way, I think, and just different things like that, just – couple of tough breaks but got a chance again in this revamped region 5-2a where um mount pleasant and richland come up and loretto is there and cascade comes in from 4-2a so kind of seeing some new faces there they start august 20th at lawrence county and that's going to kind of be must see TV down in that area. Is that is that correct, JP? I think that's very accurate. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Yeah, the uh, these two, of course, you know, the, the history, which you guys know, and um, most of well, some of our listeners probably know, Summertown, the first year they played at Lawrence mm-hmm. County, and there was a, a nice little friendly um, competition of who had larger crowds. Oh, I'm sure it was very friendly. Yeah. Very, very, very amicable and everything. So, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Everybody shook it. No trash talking. None. You didn't That's want 15 any, yards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so after the Lawrence <laughs> County game, then they go on the road to Waynesboro, take on Wayne County over there on the 27th, consecutive home games against region rival Richland, and then Collinwood. They go to Forest. Collinwood coming to town. Yep. Make a, make a little star by that one. A little asterisk maybe. Uh, as former mm. <laughs> Summertown coach uh, Leslie Moat will bring his Trojans over to mm. to Summertown. So, yeah. Good catch there. <laughs> um, they play at Forest on September 17th. Um, I imagine that game was scheduled before <laughs> that happened. I don't know. Wow. Uh, on <laughs> September 24th. The Eagles were scheduled to play at Zion Christian. Um, they have that, yet to secure. That game is not taking place, and we don't know what they're doing instead, if anything. Um, on September 30th, Thursday night, the Pegasus Cup, as the Loretto Mustangs come to Summertown. They have a scheduled open date on October 8th. They finish up at home against Mount Pleasant, at home against Lewis County, and at Cascade. So... Yeah, you know, this non-district schedule, they did a really good job putting this together with, obviously, I mean, you're going to play Lawrence County, Mm -hmm. uh, but Wayne County and Collinwood, and then you've got that Lewis County, which, I mean, it's kind of a big deal there. I I hope, if not this year, next year, I hope next year that uh, Lewis County will do something to honor their their Mr. Form, Football? Their former hero, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Football, Dakota Cruz. Well, I tell you what, Bobby Sharp didn't honor him last fall, that's for sure. So. Uh, he did not help that. Yeah, he he he, uh, he certainly said, hey, Dakota, try and stop me. Yeah. And that's what he's going to do this year on the field. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> I can tell you, this team has an opportunity to be right there in the mix at the end of the year. I, I, I certainly expect Summertown, you know, athletically, if, they, if they've got anything up front that – you know, is capable of keeping folks, keeping Colton Schaefer upright and maybe just a little crease mm-hmm. for 24. I think they got a shot in this region to be and, at least, at least number two or three. And this region, again, behind Forrest, I think the other three playoff spots are up for grabs. So. I, I don't disagree at all. So we'll see how that goes. Certainly be interested 
Uh, I certainly will be interested. So that's going to do it for this segment of high school football as we continue our coverage. We will have Summit, and then we will... I guess that does it. I mean, we've already covered as much as we can with Zion Christian, and we will talk to Jeff Jordan tomorrow at 525. Coach's uh, Corner. Coach's Corner will be he'll, – he'll join us on the show, and he'll talk about the Jamboree from this past weekend, his upcoming week one. Season opener. Season opener on Friday night for – Saturday. Saturday, on Saturday for Zion Christian. So we'll talk about them as well. So there you go. We're going to take you to a break. When we come back, it's Top 5 Tuesday. We will count down our top five. I'm going to say favorite but also best broadcasters. It's not really a top five best list. It's more of a favorite. So stick around. You're going to want to hear it. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Be right back after this. Hey folks, while we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. my mic on <clears throat> it's top five tuesday on southern middle tennessee sports today here's chris and Mark. lists are for suckers but we gotta have something to talk about on tuesday this seems about as good of a thing as any maybe next tuesday needs to be top five things we hate about jp <laughs> <laughs> uh, you hate about me or about my rejoins both. 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 Okay. Yeah. Right. Your rejoins are number one. Yeah. That's the gold standard. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. I like yep. the rejoins. They're better mm-hmm. than they're they're better than what we had before we had rejoins, which was nothing. Oh wow, that's saying a lot in the middle. Man, it's a lot of confidence. This man just said he hated it. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <laughs> it is top yep. five Tuesday and we are excited to bring you our top five favorite slash best slash whatever you want to call it. Broadcasters. Play-by-play and color analysts only. Radio or TV, doesn't matter. Okay. That's up to you. But it's presented by Mid-South 5 Fitness. Obviously, top five, Mid-South 5. It only makes sense, right? There are two locations, one in Columbia, one in Franklin. Call Thales Steel. Get your fitness on. Visit steelathletes.com or facebook.com slash mid-south-five-fit. Yeah, Mid-South 5, the number 5, fit on Facebook. So here we go. Any honorable mentions, and do not give me 10. Keep it to at least 2 or 3. Well, um, I do have honorable mentions, but before I have honorable mentions, I have 
um, a few that are uh, have meant a lot to me as a broadcaster okay. in my career. So I, okay. I just I can't do a list without mentioning these guys because of what That's they, fine. but Pete Weber, of course, Terry Chris, both of the Nashville Predators. I interned with those guys. Uh, Del Curry. Uh, who you know played with the Charlotte Hornets, and uh, he's you mean Steph's dad. Steph's dad, that's right. Yeah, now Steph's dad. <laughs> One of and, and all of the all of these that I'm mentioning here are some of the nicest guys that I've ever worked with. Pete Weber, um, fantastic, yep. by the way. Met him at Moe's Hall of Fame yep. induction. Great dude. Yep. Um, Chip Walters, of course. While I was at at MTSU, Chip uh, took me under his wing. Bob Kessling, uh, as well, went to his broadcasting camp, and Tim Brando. So uh, those I had to mention those guys. I've got three guys that are no longer with us, and this was the only way that I could categorize all of these. Um, Pat Summerall, Keith Jackson, and Dick Emberg, I think all were MVPs at some point or another in their heyday throughout multiple sports. Um, and then uh, an honorable mention, Al Michaels. There you go. That's my honorable mention. There you go. So, I've got a couple of honorable mentions. Um, <laughs> Gus Johnson and Mike Tirico, neither of which made my top five. But wow. Fantastic at what they do. Also, um, I know we said no sideline reporters, but, hey, Maria Taylor is fantastic. Very versatile and very good in every role. And Holly Rowe, and congratulations yeah. to Holly Rowe. Who, who just, yeah, that's big. Yeah, that's huge. She's going to be the sideline reporter on the ABC slash ESPN College football game of the week this awesome. fall. Um, it was just announced yesterday, I guess, she's going to be working with um, Fowler and Herb Street on that big game. And Well-deserved. N- n- exactly. Oh, yeah. Well-deserved. Uh, you, don't, you don't get that without being the best, and she's the best. And she's been the best for a, for a long time. Yeah. Um, she, Outside of Aaron Andrews, Holly Rowe is number two. I mean, she is as that. good at any college event. As there is, and so no question. Congratulations to her. My honorable men. Oh, did you have no, honorable no, no. mentions? Okay, no. my honorable mentions are uh, one Ken Stabler, who was a fantastic oh, wow. color analyst wow. because you never Wild knew what card. was going to happen. Wild card. <laughs> Ken Stabler was a color analyst on the Alabama broadcast, and boy, that was fun. Uh, and another one, just a personal uh, here, Michael Banks, who was the first play-by-play broadcaster for the Birmingham Steel Dogs. He also did hockey. He's, But that guy has some of the most iconic calls in my childhood. I can still hear them all to this day. So, Michael, if you're out there, love you, buddy. Number five, JP. Number five, I'm going to go um, the best hockey announcer that I've ever heard, Doc Emmerich, NBC Sports. Okay. My number five is Charles Davis. He's a good one. Charles is good. I, I think he's very good, very insightful. Um, I think he – you can He's tell. really good at talking about uh, defensive backs with uh, – <laughs> With my <laughs> kid. <with my> <laughs> yeah. I, I just think you can you can tell the, the work that he puts in. Yeah. No question. My number five is John Madden. And I know this is, again, he wasn't a great broadcaster, but you never knew what was going to happen. He was, was iconic. Gonna, he was iconic. iconic. The, the, the voice just never goes away. And yeah, obviously, Pat Summerall has mm-hmm. to go with that. Yep. Yeah, right. Uh, number four. This is uh, the Braves fan out of me, Skip Carey. Mm-hmm. And uh, 92, I think it was, when Sid, the Sid Bream slide and the oh, yeah. Skip does Braves win five times. Um, it's it's one of the most memorable sports moments of my lifetime. Goosebumps. Mm-hmm. 
My number four, um, getting on, getting in the car on a spring Saturday, listening to Vanderbilt baseball on five sixty, and catching Joe Fisher. Yeah. Uh, I, whatever sport he did at Vanderbilt, he did it great. Um, my number four is also personal. Mike Paris, Jacksonville State. He's been doing it for twenty. Four years, and he just was inducted to into the JSU Hall of Fame. Uh, very well deserved. And if you ever listen to Mike Paris, you'll understand why I'm saying this. He is one of the best in the business. He does basketball by himself. He could do football by himself, and he does baseball and softball by himself. By himself, and you know how hard that is. Mm-hmm. Not easy. Not easy at all. Number three, uh, you are looking live, Brent Musburger. Oh dear God, that voice. Don't. Don't tell AJ McCarron. Yeah, mm-hmm. or, or Mrs. McCarron. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, my number three is Chris Fowler. Wow. Okay. I didn't see that one coming. No, I did not see that one coming. <laughs> I just think he's he solid. Does, he does so many. He's about as versatile things. as you can get. Yeah. There's yeah. no question. And yeah, you do college football and tennis. Mm-hmm. Tennis. Yeah, <laughs> that's impressive. Right, hello. Uh, my number three is Mike Tarico. And the reason is, I don't know if you guys saw, you probably didn't see this. You may not have even heard about it. But I heard about they it. They lost audio of the Olympics, and he starts doing play-by-play from the studio. You do He's that? that He's that good. Holy, I mean, and knows the players' names. Mm-hmm. He's been paying. I mean, he was incredible. That blew me away. It. I already knew how good he was from Monday Night Football, of course, but yep. my goodness. Yeah. Anyway. Mike Tirico is great. Yeah, he is. He is. Um, and and, and I'm, I'm feeling bad as we count down even more that I didn't put him on because I did think about him. <laughs> but you, you heard, you've heard. I've got nearly 20 names on here. Yeah, so. right. you do. Um, this one was pretty much in your wheelhouse. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> this should have been like asking me to count down uh, hot dog toppings. Yeah. Right there in my wheelhouse. All right, number two, um, Mike Keith. All right. Yep, the Titans. I know. I, I think I know where you're going, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> number two, yep. Mike Keith. Yep, Mike Keith. For you, out of my list. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, I okay. Now, please understand. I've listened to Mike Keith. That's three who times. I. That's who I thought you thought we all would have as number one. No, he's not on my list because I, I've listened to him maybe three times. Mm-hmm. Oh wow! I wasn't a Titans fan. We didn't have Titans on the radio in Birmingham. Like yeah. I just said. I barely listened to him. It's he, not his fault. It's he, just he's the only one, uh, Mo. That that I will uh, sync, up. sync up the radio, which yeah. is which is streaming. So it's even more interesting. the The delay on the streaming radio with the satellite or streaming video. Or the streaming video. Yeah. yeah so stream the video and the audio. It may it makes it a little easier because so, they're both but, on um, a little five or six. But yeah, I I will make extra efforts to do that on Sunday afternoons. Well, I can't yeah. blame you because mm-hmm. the Titans never get a good broadcasting crew anyway. My no- oh, you're number two. Mike Keith. Was my- oh, that's right. Yeah. My number two is Eli Gold. Uh, that's the voice I remember growing that's up. Solid. And And here's the thing. It's not just as football. The guy is now the voice of the Birmingham Squadron in mm-hmm. uh, NBA G League basketball, and he's one of the best hockey announcers you'll ever hear on radio. I'm telling you, listen to him do a hockey game, and you'll go, wow, okay, I see it. Hmm. There you go. Number one, JP. Number one, um, we're going to go. I've got a one 
in 1A. Uh, of course you do. I've got a tie. But, but of course you do, and that's okay. But of course. Jim Nance, Bob Costas. Versatility. And growing up for me, uh, Bob Costas was uh, was the standard. Sure. Uh, and rightfully so with, with what he did, the Olympics, NBA, Major League Baseball. Uh, something about his style. Uh, that's really what drew me in to broadcasting. So There you go. Mo? John Ward. Completely understandable. I mean, you probably listen to that guy mm-hmm. for a long time. A long time. A long time. Um, and there's nothing more iconic than it's football time in Tennessee. Football, basketball, yeah. It's football time in Tennessee and give him six. Give and, him six. And, yeah. and, 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 and with the countdown on long runs, yeah. Six for six was always one of my favorite. Who? What was his name? Oh, Jimmy Streeter. No, the... 98, 99 oh. era. There was somebody else, and I can't remember who it was. I can't That's going to yeah. make me mad anyway. Mm. All right. I'm absolutely, positively shocked. When I say shocked, I mean like I am in shock. Absolute. <laughs> I can't shocked. tell He's you the level of shock that I am that this name has not been mentioned. I'm shocked. How did you have an entire list of honorable mentions and everybody else without saying, Whoa, Nelly, Keith Jackson. I did. Those that aren't with us were MVPs of their time. Yeah. Keith Jackson and Dick Emberg and Pat Summerall. But he wasn't in your honorable mentions. He was just in the the credits. That that was the way that I could categorize everybody. Keith Jackson's the greatest. He's pretty dang good. He's the voice of college football to me. He is. And always will be. Yep. So, there you go. That's going to do it for today's show. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. If you missed it, the podcast will be available at some point after we get back from the Columbia Central <laughs> scrimmage tonight. We'll be heading over to Lindsey Nelson Stadium here momentarily. You can catch... Wait, don't go to Lindsey Nelson I'm, Stadium. Go oh, it's practice at the field. practice field. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> then we will be at the practice field. Uh, it's going to be fun. So... Hang out with us on, uh, you can catch coverage on MainStreetPreps.com. There you go. All right, we will be back tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. Stick around for Will Davis and the Sports Mix Live on WZYX for Mo Patton and JP Plant. I'm Chris Yao saying have a great day and stay wild Winchester and stay cool Columbia. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Have a good one. <laughs>